So many times over the past 15 plus years, we've heard, yes, I do want to do that treatment, but I think I need to lose some weight first and see how much I can do on my own. Or, I want to get my hourglass figure back, so I really need to lose some weight. There's so many things wrong with that way of thinking, that dieting can shape the body the way we want. There's a big difference between weight loss and fat loss when it comes to sculpting the body. And it's our job as body contouring professionals to know these differences and be able to teach them so we can help our clients achieve their goals. So stay tuned. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the differences between weight loss and fat loss as they relate to body shaping concerns, and we'll give you the information in simple ways that you can easily use to teach your clients. You're listening to the Body Contouring Academy's Proven Profits Podcast where you'll learn simple, actionable strategies from real-world, successful body contouring professionals to help you generate more revenue, realize the profits you want, and create the life you desire. Hi, I'm Shannon. And I'm Kay. And we're your hosts of the Proven Profits Podcast. Hi, fellow body contouring professionals. Kay here. Thanks for being here too. When your client tells you she needs to lose weight to shrink her waist size, you have some educating to do because simply seeing the scales go down will not reshape her body, but reducing fat in targeted areas with non-invasive body contouring treatments will. So how do you best explain the difference between weight loss and fat loss as they relate to body shaping concerns. Well, we're gonna walk you through and show you how with seven simple teaching points you can use. But first, before we do that, we need to make clear what we are saying and what we're not saying. We are not saying people shouldn't diet and have weight loss goals. What we are saying is losing weight will not reshape your client's body and we'll give you the reasons why. So teaching point number one, are weight loss and fat loss the same? Well, we've already touched on this. Weight loss and fat loss are not the same. However, most clients do not differentiate between weight loss and fat loss, and of course, that's wrong. When your client is saying that she needs to lose weight, it's most likely because the terms weight loss and Fat loss are so often used interchangeably. Heck, even medical professionals get it wrong. Most know the difference. Nevertheless, the majority of physicians advise their patients to, quote, lose weight to improve their health, when what they really mean to say is lose the excess fat. It's the excess fat that leads to health problems, but they rarely explain the difference to the patient. And the problem is, losing pounds on the scales may not equate to a loss of fat. We'll explain more about this later. Moving on to teaching point number two. What is weight loss and what is fat loss? Let's break this down. First, weight loss. 
Weight loss occurs as a result of an overall decrease in body weight from muscle, water, bone, and fat loss. When weight is lost from the loss of fat, the affected fat cells decrease in size, but they do remain in the body with the potential to increase in size again, so weight loss does not result in a decrease in the number of fat cells. And it's genetics and gender that determine which fat cells reduce in size. In other words, which fat cells located where in the body are gonna reduce in size. So what is fat loss? Well, fat loss can occur as a result of weight loss of fat, but it's difficult to know if the weight loss is from fat, water, bone, or muscle. And in most cases, fat loss from dieting is not loss without the accompanying loss of water, muscle, and or bone. Now, non-invasive body contouring treatments lead to fat loss. And that's what we're going to be focusing on most in our podcast because that's what we do as a professional. Non-invasive body contouring therapies result in fat loss with no chance of water, bone, and or muscle loss. And non-invasive body contouring procedures can target and affect fat loss in specific problem areas. Teaching point number three, how do we measure weight loss and how do we measure fat loss? Well, with weight loss, scales show the total amount of weight loss, but they don't show the total amount of fat lost. The scales provide a number, but they don't tell your client if she lost fat in her problem area or if she is reshaping her body to see the shape she desires. And the problem is when she sees the number on the scales going down, it does not automatically mean it's due to a loss of fat. Her weight loss is a reduction of total body mass or sometimes referred to as total body composition. And in all probability, she is losing water, muscle, and or bone in addition to fat. We'll dive deeper into this in a little bit. Well, that's why tracking the weight on the scales is not a reliable measure of fat loss. So how do we measure fat loss? And how do we ascertain how much of that weight is actually from fat? Well, there are a lot of ways to measure loss of fat from dieting, in addition, that not the scales. But a study done last year in 2021 concluded that not a single one of these methods of measurements is adequate. And to use a combination of all the tools needed to give us the data that we needed to ascertain that fact was just not practical. It involved way too much time and investment of money. And you know, it's really enlightening to see just how many tools are needed to figure out how much of each pound of weight loss is from fat loss. Here's a few. The body mass index of BMI, waist circumference, waist to hip ratio, waist to height ratio, body fat percentage, sagittal abdominal diameter. But do you notice something missing here? Think about it because we did. It's fat calipers. They're commonly used to measure fat loss by body contouring professionals. So why do the researchers not even consider fat calipers? They did not consider them to be adequate tools to measure fat loss. 
Fat calipers didn't even make their list. So if you're using fat calipers in your practice to measure fat loss, this should give you pause to think about the practice of continuing to use them. That being said, what is the best way to track fat loss from a weight loss program? The best way to track the amount of fat loss from dieting is with a combination of weight loss tracking, photos, and measurements, the very same tools we use to track outcomes from our non-invasive body contouring treatments. Interesting, right? Well, how do we measure fat loss? We've already said we measure with photos, measurements, and weight following our fat reduction treatments. With photos, we should take them at baseline and at conclusion after conclusion of treatments. And to ensure our photos are valuable tools of measurements, we need to pay attention to these things, to the background, lighting, positioning, avoiding shadows, and above all, consistency. So let's talk a little bit about measurements well, like photos, measurements should be taken at baseline and after conclusion of treatments. And we should take measurements at multiple locations. It's critical that we use anatomical landmarks for measurements so as to be precise and consistent in our tracking of circumference. And finally, weight. We're not looking for weight loss, but we do need to know if the weight has been stable. We need to know if there's been a weight gain because weight gain may skew the visible and measurable outcome from our fat reduction treatments. Teaching point number four, how does weight loss affect the body and how does fat loss affect the body? <clears throat> well, with weight loss, let's look at what our bodies are comprised of. They're comprised of water, muscle mass, organs, bone mass, and fat. They're mostly water with 60% of our body mass being water weight. So you can see that our total body mass, remember it's also referred to as total body composition, is much more than fat. So when your client sees a number on the scales going down, she's losing weight, but she doesn't know what kind of weight she's lost. And unfortunately, experts agree that it's close to impossible to lose fat without also losing what we don't wanna lose, muscle mass, bone mass, and water. Plus, weight fluctuates. You've noticed, right? It's normal for water weight to vary from day to day and sometimes a whole lot. We often see clients feeling super excited when they see a big drop in pounds, only to see that same number or more show up on the scales in a day or two. And that can be very discouraging. Well, how does fat loss affect the body? Non-invasive body contouring fat reduction treatments do not affect muscle mass, organs, bone mass, or water, just fat. And depending on the type of body te contouring technology used, fat cells are either damaged or destroyed, resulting in fat loss, which leads to that loss of inches in the client's desired area. Now, though non-invasive fat reduction does not affect muscle, bone, or water, it does put an extra workload on the lymphatic system. So we must educate our clients about healthy lifestyles and consider offering lymphatic booster treatments to assist them. Now we provided all the details about the lymphatic system, 
fat reduction treatments, and lymphatic boosters in our podcast episode 019. We'll leave a link to that podcast in the show notes in case you missed it and you'd like to learn more. Moving on, teaching point number five, how soon can improvement be seen with weight loss and how soon can improvement be seen with fat loss? With weight loss, weight loss must be very slow to lose fat and avoid losing muscle, bone, and water. Question, did you know a weight loss of more than two pounds per week, two pounds per week, means your client has definitely lost muscle, bone, and or water? Science tells us that any more rapid weight loss results in a loss of lean body mass, which isn't good because lean body mass is the difference in total body weight and total body fat. In other words, it's your weight minus your weight and fat that is your lean body mass. In other words, it's everything but fat. So this means your client's losing lean body mass. She's definitely not losing fat. Okay, so how soon can improvement be seen with fat loss? We already know that our non-invasive fat reduction treatments damage or destroy fat cells real time. In other words, at the time of treatment in the treatment area. Following the treatment, in the period following, the body must clear the fat cells and debris left behind, and it does this through the lymphatic system, and therefore reduction is gradual, and we can see fat loss via a loss in circumference measurement within anywhere from 3 to 16 weeks of treatment, depending on the technology and the client. So moving on. Teaching point number six, what are the risks of weight loss and the risks of fat loss? Well, with weight loss, we've just discussed that losing weight too rapidly, more than two pounds a week, can result in a loss of lean body mass. And unfortunately, like a domino effect, the reduction in lean body mass produces a slowing in the client's metabolic rate, which leads to regaining and gaining of fat. Now, metabolic rate is the rate at which calories are burned and energy is expended. And so when the metabolic rate slows down, we burn fewer calories. Well, obviously, this leads to the regaining of any fat loss and possibly more. In other words, our client may end up with a bigger fat percentage than when she started out. So imagine how she's going to feel about herself if she sees that weight return or we should say fat return, to the problem area. Now, what are the risks of fat loss? Non-invasive fat reduction technologies like cavitation, lipolaser, cryolipolysis, and laser lipolysis have all been used safely for many years. And depending on the technology used, clients may experience minor side effects like bruising, tenderness, or swelling, but really no long-term adverse consequences have been reported with the exception of the very rare adverse event of PAH with cryolipolysis. Now, if you don't know much about PAH and you'd like to learn more, check out our podcast episode 009. We'll leave a link to it in our show notes if you'd like to learn more. Finally, we move on to our final teaching point number seven. Can we control where the fat is lost with weight loss? 
And can we control where the fat is lost with fat loss? Well, with weight loss, no. Your client cannot control where she loses the weight with dieting. In other words, there's no promise that she's going to lose inches in or reshape her problem areas by losing weight. An old myth has it that you can spot reduce, that all you have to do is exercise to tell your body where to lose the weight. But that myth has long been proven wrong. Be watchful, however, because many, many people still believe it and a lot of your clients will still think this way. So you'll need to educate. Multiple research studies over many years have proven that when dieting, exactly where your client loses the weight depends on three things only, genetics, age, and gender, but mostly genetics. Exercise has no bearing at all on the location of weight loss. Our bodies are programmed to gain weight in specific areas. They're also programmed to lose weight in specific areas. In other words, we can get smaller with weight loss, but our shape does not change, not with weight loss. Now, can we control where fat is lost with fat loss? Yes, we certainly can control where fat is lost with our non-invasive body contouring treatments. Your client has the privilege of deciding where to target fat loss so that we as body contouring professionals can shape her body with our non-invasive fat reduction treatments and body contouring treatments. Well, that's it for the teaching points, explaining why fat loss beats weight loss for body shaping concerns hands down, but we have a surprise bonus material for you today, and it is the answer to this question. What is the difference between subcutaneous fat and visceral fat, and why does that matter for weight loss versus fat loss for body shaping? Well, let's start with visceral fat. It's located underneath your muscle, inside your abdominal cavity, wrapped around your internal organs. It's only in, found in your abdominal cavity. Visceral fat, interestingly, responds very well to dieting and to exercising. It's among the first fat that's lost with a weight loss program. But we can't treat visceral fat with non-invasive body contouring technology. However, recent research shows that high-intensity frequency electrical muscle stimulation technology reduces visceral fat. But we're awaiting the official FDA position pending further studies to show that it really does. Well, what we know already is that vibration therapy on the vibration platform has been proven to assist in loss of visceral fat. It's not indicated as a sole treatment for visceral fat, but it does assist in the loss of it. And if you've followed us for any time at all, you know that we love our vibe and incorporate it in everything we do at our med spa. And in fact, we've made a super affordable certification course for it. If, you, if you're interested, we'll leave a link um, in the show notes to it so you can learn more about it. But moving on to subcutaneous fat, that's that pinchable fat. That's you can pinch it between your skin and your muscle, and it's, it's the kind that you normally think of when you think of fat that you want to reduce. 
Well, it's not easily reduced by dieting. In fact, it's very stubborn. But it's very effectively reduced with non-invasive body contouring technology. So to sum it up, we can best help our clients lose subcutaneous fat with non-invasive fat reduction treatments, and we can best help our clients lose visceral fat with a weight loss program and the assistance of vibration therapy and pending the HIFM uh, studies that the FDA is looking at. You know, there's so much confusion over weight loss and fat loss, but there should be no confusion when it comes to body shaping. And it's our job to teach our clients just that. We meet these kinds of challenges every day in our industry. But don't you love it? That we can not only help our clients with treatments, but also with the sharing of our knowledge and expertise. That's why we love what we do. Thanks for joining us today. We hope we've helped you grow professionally. Until next time, beautiful wishes. If you enjoyed the show, please find us on iTunes and leave us a review. Email us at bodycontouringacademy.com with any feedback, topic suggestions, or to offer to tell your body contouring success story. We love to hear success stories and learn about winning strategies. Visit bodycontouringacademy.com for tools, education, industry news, and cutting-edge articles. Thanks so much for listening and have a great rest of your week.